0: Hey, wife. Hi, honey. Uh, Can I tell you a little something about myself?
1: Of course. Okay.
0: So, I'm just a bachelor. I'm looking for a partner. Someone who knows how to ride without even falling off. Gotta be compatible. (laughs) Take me to my limits. Girl, when I break you off, I promise that you won't want to get off this podcast we call... (laughs) Life Well Spent with Garrett and Amber. I'm Garrett.
1: I'm Amber. I'm Garrett. And I'm Amber.
0: That's Ace. The cat's in here somewhere. One cat of two. All right. Sorry. That was kind of a horny start. We usually don't start (laughs) that. That revved up. Thank you, genuine. Classic. Sweet, sweet lyrics. All right. So we're done. We did it. We're done. We, We did. We watched the final movie we needed to. For
1: 31 horror movies yep. in 31 days.
0: Yes. Yeah. We watched, uh, we've got kind of a busy day today. We're recording on Halloween mm-hmm. and we're actually recording in the morning. So this is the first morning record. Yeah. Not sure what that'll do, but you know. Bring the coffee. Is what. Are, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cup three already. Mm-hmm. Um, Getting emails. And um, I, I really love horror movies and we talked about like the time we spent together has been really nice. Yeah i'm ready to not have to watch a horror movie or just a movie every single day
1: yeah it gets to be a bit much yeah
0: there's times i don't want to watch a movie and then it feels like homework oh the cat's on my lap um are you going to talk this time you're not going to say anything mm-hmm. are you oh, no
1: she just wants love worst
0: cat <laughs> so how dare her want <laughs> love from you yeah, I'm so selfish <laughs> uh um i'm pumped to be done uh with this it was a ton of fun like i said but it's one of those things just like the seasons you mm-hmm. know i i start getting into winter i'm like oh it's so cold out and
1: uh you start to get over it yeah by up. the
0: end i'm like i want it to be hot so bad and then yeah. something with summer so that's same thing to every season turn turn and let's turn away from movies mm-hmm. but first we got to talk about them yeah but I want to talk about uh, what we've been into this week first, as we are want to do. I believe I start off this week. Kat, please stop. (laughs) Please. please. Kitty.
1: She's a bit much this morning. Yeah.
0: So, uh, this week I've been into, uh, well, it actually just popped up yesterday. It is The Mandalorian Season 2. First Mm -hmm. episode dropped on the 30th on Disney+. Plus. You watched it with me last night? Yeah. You watched a few episodes of the first season, but I don't think you got very, maybe one one episode?
1: Maybe one episode. Maybe one yeah. episode,
0: okay. Uh so yeah, you were catching up with baby Yoda and He's so cute. Yeah, Mando. Uh Yeah, yeah, I was overall I really enjoyed the first episode. I think it showed a lot of what that show is really good at, which is taking a look at aspects of the universe that we've seen before from a different perspective and delving more into it Mm -hmm. um i don't want to spoil it since it just came out yesterday i want you know people deserve a certain amount of time to watch these shows without me talking about it but uh i don't think this is really a spoiler um there are tuscan raiders in the show tuscan raiders are they're the guys that uh, attack luke when he's out searching for r2d2 in a new hope and also in the pod race scene in uh the, 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 the phantom menace they uh, shoot at the pod racers and they hold up their their guns or their sticks and go ah, 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 <laughs> um
1: something
0: like that uh and we've only seen them as like kind of bad guys kind of low level pests raiders that I only know them as tuscan raiders, right? But uh, the Mandalorian has he's worked with these Tuskins before, so they're not tuscan raiders, they're just Tuskins. Mm-hmm. Sure, maybe they raid once in a while, but you know, that that's not what defines them, right? And <laughs> it was really cool to see characters interact with creatures that we've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't they do introduce a new creature, I believe. I'm not like not super familiar. I'm pretty familiar with Star Wars, but like there's people that have read all of the uh the books that have come out that are no longer part of canon, they're part of the legacy. Mm-hmm. But still, they can probably say, "No, that thing did show up in this one book." Um, right. you know, I just I'm I'm not that deep into it. I've read a couple of books. Um, not to brag. <laughs> I've read, <laughs> but You know uh, how to read. Yeah. Uh, so uh, but it it was cool. Like, uh, it's just a fun Western meets Star Wars. I think it's some of the best Star Wars media ever out there because, you know, I've got people that really love uh, friends and family that really loved Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, it's cool that it's just a war movie and it's, there's not a bunch of force and mystical stuff. I really like the Force and the mystical stuff and the Jedi's. I think that's what initially kind of drew me to that uh, film series when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And this it really balances both well. Because I mean, you got got Mando who's a Mandalorian. There's nothing mystical about him. He's just a warrior who's been training his whole life.
1: But yeah, I think that first episode, I don't think I saw any lightsaber.
0: No, no. Um, And Baby Yoda doesn't do much. Baby Yoda is a he, he is connected to the Force, just like Yoda was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, in the first season, he does use the Force. He doesn't this episode. But like I said, the, the show strikes a good balance mm-hmm. with that stuff, which I really love. But anyways, mm-hmm. that's too much time on Mandalorian Season 2. <laughs> if you guys are watching it, let me know what you think. I'm really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But I'm also a total, like, I'm an easy sell. I'm an easy shill for, uh, for Star Wars media. But uh, wife... What have you been into? And I've also been kind of into it, but you're better at it.
1: Um, Beat Saber has been my jam this whole week.
0: And what is Beat Saber?
1: Well, it's that fun game. <laughs>
0: it's that <laughs> we good, got good. We
1: got a, what is it, the Oculus VR headset?
0: Yeah, the Oculus uh, Rift. Rift. Yeah.
1: And you brought it up and I thought, well, it's kind of an expensive toy, but if you think that we'd use it and that would be kind of cool. Like, I've seen the VR headsets, in a, you know, in the past, and yeah. it looked fun. So we got it, and the Beat Saber game is basically you're holding lightsabers, mm-hmm. and you're basically chopping up blocks as they come at you yeah. uh, during a fun song.
0: Yeah, it feels like a solid mix of Guitar Hero and... Uh, what was that game, Dance? Oh. It, uh, it was on, like, the Wii and the Wii U. Dance
1: Yeah, why can't I think of the title? Why can't we did I it during th- our we, reception. Yeah, it was
0: <laughs> it was so important to us at the time. It was part of our wedding. My yeah. goodness. Uh so yeah we it's We
1: just dance. just dance. Just dance. That's, That's
0: it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're, you know, uh kind of knocking blocks out of the air in a certain order in a certain direction that is dictated by those blocks yeah and it's to music so it likes so you're doing it on the beat mm-hmm.
1: and i love to dance so this yeah. is like a perfect game for me
0: especially when you get up to like the level hard it really feels like a dance there's less downtime when yeah you're, when you're on normal like they don't want to throw too much at you so there will be times where you're just standing around for like a half a second or a beat or two mm-hmm. uh when you get into hard that rarely happens. You usually move in and
1: Mm -hmm. I,
0: I like to really get my body into it. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You're, you're precise. (laughs) You're like, you're focused.
1: Well, I've noticed that if I dance too much, then I can miss the beat. Yeah. You know, miss hitting the thing. So, um, sometimes I kind of have to, you know, reel it in a bit for me to actually hit them. So,
0: okay. Which I totally respect, but for me, it's worth it. Yeah. I I need the passion (laughs) and the pain, the passion of the dance Mm -hmm. and the pain of, losing at that (laughs) panic at the disco song 12 times in one night
1: it does get frustrating when you fail
0: but it's i mean it never so far i'm Mm -hmm. sure if we tried expert or expert plus it would it would be insurmountable
1: that's gonna be intimidating yeah
0: there's a mode where you can usually it's just you're standing looking straight at uh you know, straight down a lane where the blocks are coming at you, but there's an expert plus mode on some songs where it's a 360, 360 degree. It
1: sounds impossible.
0: Yeah, yeah. The game prompts you to like, because since uh, this is the Oculus Rift, it's connected to the computer, so it needs to be wired into the computer at all at all times. Mm-hmm. There's another version called the Oculus Quest that has internal storage that you don't need to have it connected to a PC. But since this does need to be connected, the game prompts you to basically like, hang up your cords from the ceiling so mm. you, you're not in danger of i guess choking yourself <laughs> or just just getting wrapped getting up in the up. cord yeah
1: yeah
0: um uh but uh yeah that one sounds it's
1: I, don't, a workout, I don't know man. if i'll ever
0: get there but yes i'm still sore
1: it's such a workout so yeah i I mean if i can work out and have a good time while doing it
0: absolutely you know yeah um so that that's been a ton of fun and mm-hmm. we're gonna keep playing that for sure 100 percent yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get to the movies. Uh, as we've been doing, uh, we watched seven movies this week, five of which we're going to talk a little bit about, give you our impressions, and then uh, we'll do a deeper dive on two that we really connected with. Yeah. And then at the end of the podcast, we're going to talk about the new format we're doing. We're going to switch it up for November, and we're also going to give each other our our topics. I, mm-hmm. I would call them homework assignments, but it should be more fun than... Most homework, yeah. (laughs) So, all right, let's get into it. First movie we're going to talk about is Dark Song. A Dark Song.
1: A Dark Song. That was recommended to us by my sister Kayla. So Mm -hmm. thank you, Kayla. Yes.
0: Uh, So, brief synopsis. Uh, A determined young woman and a damaged occultist risk their lives and souls to perform a dangerous ritual. They'll grant them what they want. Directed and written by Liam Gavin. Uh, This one, my, my review was watch it. Your... Or,
1: Mine was like a soft watch it to. I uh, thought yours was mm.
0: a mm-mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought you were kind of hard on this movie. Not hard on it, but it didn't hit you the way it hit me.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the the pace, I like the way that they introduced it at the mm-hmm. beginning. You don't really understand what's going on. It's not like they built up the story and then all of a sudden she's in it. Yeah. You know, you kind of figure it out as they're going along. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it specifically was that I really didn't care about the movie. I guess it, it was kind of slow at some points. Mm, kind yeah. of, I don't know. Yeah,
0: I mean, even the the main character, played by Catherine Walker, she gets frustrated at one point because mm-hmm. they're trying to do this occult ritual uh, to make something happen in the world, and she gets frustrated because nothing's happening, and it turns out it's because she's not being totally truthful about her intentions, and that's... The, the ritual, I, I know... Very little. Everything I know about occult practice, left-hand path magic, right-hand path magic, blood magic, sex magic, all that stuff is from the podcast, last podcast on the left. Mm -hmm. They've talked about uh, the different types of magic and Aleister Crowley. And I only really know from that. And it's been a while since I've listened to those episodes. So I know just enough to sound stupid. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, it's... uh, I like that part. Like, I th- mm-hmm. I think when filmmakers take occult stuff seriously, uh, granted, when occult stuff is done campy, that's fun too, but right. you don't get to see, like, a good chunk of this movie is then preparing and talking about this ritual and the intent of each step of the ritual and uh, purifying yourself. For, like, it was, I thought it was pretty fantastic, and I kind of wonder if Liam Gavin in his life has tried some of these rituals. Oh. Uh, I know that some of the members of uh, Last Podcast on the Left, at one point they tried, uh, it might have been left-hand path magic, to, to get some stuff in their life. And uh, two of the members said they had to stop because it was kind of driving them a little nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, it, it takes a lot of focus. <laughs> All right, that was our first kid break of the day. <laughs> we'll see how many more. Of those we get. He's, yeah. he's he's being a good boy. He was sweet. He just wanted to check on us. Yeah. He need wanted to make sure, sure we're, that we're okay. Yeah. He wanted to make sure we were doing all right. We, <laughs> must sound like we're yelling at each other. Uh, so, A Dark Song. Uh, I don't want to get too in the weeds into any of these movies so we can have mm-hmm. time to talk about what we're doing at the end. Uh, very disappointing ending for me. I thought the mm-hmm. uh, ending was pretty uninspired. Yeah. Maybe they ran out of time, budget, whatever. Uh, and the lead up didn't really make the ending kind of satisfying for me. Mm-hmm. So it is a soft watch it. Uh especially if you're into if you're you know, if you find occult practices fascinating. Uh both actors are great. The the main male lead is great at just being a total dirtbag. Oh,
1: he's horrible. Main
0: female lead is kind of good at being cagey and mysterious, I would guess. Yeah. I would say. I I still rooted for throughout the movie. Yeah. 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 So too bad. So yeah. And then you just yeah. Yeah, I yeah. I
1: can't really pinpoint what I didn't quite like about the movie to make it a, uh, uh, but I just I just couldn't really get into it.
0: Yeah, not a ton like happens. Not until the you, very you end. You could say, yeah, nothing. Yeah, um, I mean, stuff happens, Whatever. And They'll...
1: yeah, I I mean, she kind of unfolded like why she was doing it yeah. later on, and like some messed up stuff happens while right. they're you know hold up. But...
0: but nothing like super exciting or scary. Yeah. For sure. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Next up, Death Becomes Her from 1992. Uh, Before we watched this, I was talking about like, yeah, I remember Mm -hmm. seeing it when I was a kid and I really liked it. Liked Mm -hmm. it. And uh, I wonder if I saw it at the drive-in theater.
1: Oh. And
0: you talked about that you love this movie. I do. Yes. Tell me your review.
1: I, um. Please. Okay. Well, for one, I was a huge Bruce Willis fan back in the day. So this was a must watch Mm, for me. Yeah. Uh, Meryl Streep is in it. Um.
0: Goldie Hawn, Goldie right? Goldie Hawn.
1: Yep. I just, I love the mystical, like it, it felt, you know, very like witchy and craft-like right. to me. Yeah. Um, so I just, I really enjoyed it. I, I like that it's more of like a horror comedy type movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, just those those actresses and act- actors did a great job. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. I just, I really, really enjoyed watching it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think there's anything about the movie that I didn't like.
0: Yeah. Um, so... Quick synopsis. When a woman learns of an immortality treatment, she sees it as a way to outdo her longtime rival. That's more or less mm-hmm. about it. Um, yeah. I. So, of course, you've got powerhouses in Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn, Bruce Willis. Absolutely. This was still when Bruce Willis was doing comedy. This is probably, I would guess, somewhere around Die Hard 2, mm. I would assume. Was uh, that in the 90s? I, I want Early to say yeah, I want to say Die Hard was like '89 or '90. Oh, uh, I think. But of course, before he was an action star, he uh, was more known for comedy, like romantic comedies. Uh, so it was fun to see him in the comedic role. And um, when we did our little mini Facebook that we posted to social media, I said it was like good to see him, kind of back to like this is back when he gave a shit. Now mm-hmm. he's known as this like kind of crabby guy who just wants money, doesn't really care about roles or putting in the work. Um, I mean, of course, I I don't know Bruce Willis, so I can only go off what people say, but a lot of people say he's kind of a dick. So it's good to see him back when presumably he cared Mm -hmm. and he really put it, like his performance in this movie, he had to keep up with Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep. Oh, totally. And he goes big. Mm. Um, I just, I didn't like that it took, like, an hour to get to the mystical stuff, at least.
1: Yeah, true. Like,
0: that, there was way more setup than I remembered as a kid, and I was just like, like, when's Goldie Hawn going to get a hole blown through her stomach? And, <laughs> like, all that kind of happened in the last 30 to 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, And the characters are over the top and funny, but also they're all just crappy people. Like...
1: Yeah, very, like, vain and yeah. out for revenge.
0: Yeah, and I don't know, like, movies of this era, you kind of, I go in thinking, like, is this going to be a movie where it's just like, oh, women are just vain, money hungry, you know, sometimes, in even modern movies, women can be painted pretty stereotypically in that way, um, but it is balanced out that uh, Bruce Willis is just kind of a spineless twerp. You know, in this film,
1: it's kind of crazy to see him in that role. Yeah, Yeah. like I thought he did a really good job. Yeah, laugh.
0: (laughs) It it just it kind of bummed me out that at the end, like they redeem Bruce Willis's character, but the two women are just kind of damned. And yeah, I was like, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I guess not everybody can be redeemed, and maybe this is just me, kind of, I don't know, being too easily offended, which you know that can happen. Um, But I just. I, I honestly, this is a movie that I think would be great for a modern remake. I don't say oh, that lightly because yeah. there's a lot of movies that get remade that don't need it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, oh my God, the horror movie with uh, Carol Ann, and there's people in the TV, they're here. Oh. Poltergeist, oh. um, that was remade. I never saw it. It doesn't, like, that didn't need to be remade at all. Um, my wife's stepping away to let our dog in because we have needy animals. Hi, Gilly. This is our hound, Gilly. She's Did
1: you say we have 80 or needy? Needy.
0: Okay. Got needy animals. Um, but honestly, I, I think that this one, you know, uh, might be an interesting reinterpretation through a modern lens. Um, and it's, it's good, but, like, I know a lot of people hold it very precious and that's that's awesome like i said the characters and the actors really make this movie stand out i mm-hmm. think if you had some more subtle withdraw subtle performances it may not last like it has but i, I i'd be curious to see this one get remade yeah so, that would be really fun i think yeah. so for me it was like a soft watch it
1: and I mean watch it yeah, yeah yeah
0: for sure for nostalgia purposes definitely absolutely watch it, yeah all right and then we watched The original Psycho from 1960. Mm -hmm. Uh, A Phoenix secretary embezzles $40,000 from her employer's client, goes on the run and checks into a remote motel run by a young man under the domination of his mother. Yep. And this one's directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, it wasn't written by Alfred Hitchcock. Boy, that's embarrassing. (laughs) Uh, Joseph Stefano did the screenplay in Robert Block um, based on his novel.
1: Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, and I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. I like the um, – like I have said in the past, the, black, the old black and white movies, I can never – like if it's on TV or something, I won't really watch it. But now that we have been watching them for the 31 horror movies, I'm getting more into them. Yeah. And this one I thought aged really well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And there's – so – I enjoy watching movies, quote-unquote, in a vacuum. So, like, if you watch mm-hmm. a sequel, you want to try and watch it on its own merits, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with movies, you know, that are decades old, you can watch it within a vacuum, but also give it cultural context of, like, the time that it was made in. Uh, so, you know, this movie was a forerunner for modern suspense and horror films. So if you keep in mind the, like, oh, it did this, and, you know, that... uh kind of helped to build on the genre uh you know for example this was the first movie where you spend 40 minutes with uh, this uh, actress mm-hmm. and she steals money goes on the run ends up at bates motel and then she gets she gets murdered you know it's the famous shower scene
1: and maybe did i miss like why she went on the run with 40 grand
0: yeah it was because her uh her her beau yeah. I guess to use old timey terminology, he was complaining about how uh, he was paying uh, alimony to his wife and he's just uh, working at a, a hardware store like they can never afford to be together, really. Like mm-hmm. it would be a popper's life. So I'm assuming she's looking to steal this money so she can kind of set up a life for them. Uh, you know because yeah she's actually heading towards him because he lives in Fairfield okay. Bates Motel is only like 15 miles away from I I, it's Fairfield or Fairview I don't remember okay that's, uh, right. that's so right. yeah she's heading to get him she almost makes it but she stops at the Bates Motel gets murdered in a shower and then we go on to the other characters in the movie mm-hmm. and you know Scream did something very similar where uh, on the poster before the movie came out Drew Barrymore was front and center and all the advertising drew Barrymore's front and center and then you know she's the first one to get attacked and 20 minutes into the movie she's dead and then we finally uh, catch up with nev campbell and her friends the true main characters of the film yeah so you know this of course has a a, that film owes a lot to psycho um i'm sure there's other stuff other camera work that uh, lay the groundwork i just i never went to film school so i just Mm -hmm. the pacing was fantastic uh performances were really really stellar yeah you know it doesn't it doesn't the shots don't take a crazy amount of time the shots last long enough to build tension and suspense Mm -hmm. and then it moves on like it was just really fantastic filmmaking from a pretty bad guy alfred hitchcock
1: yeah yeah when i when you had said that in the uh facebook post i yeah yeah
0: yeah, he, he liked to terrorize women that didn't uh, reciprocate sexual advances. Uh, I believe in the birds. Uh, there's a scene where the, the female protagonist, uh, they want to show that she's getting attacked by birds, and they do that by throwing prop birds at her, but they actually threw real birds at her Ew. without her knowledge. Uh, I believe one of the actresses in this film, he terrorized pretty heavily. So that stuff, that always makes it a little harder to watch. Uh, mm mm-hmm. You know, just actors getting messed with, especially when it's. I I'm sure that Alfred Hitchcock might have, pardon me, been a, been crappy to some male leads, uh, but we really know about the female stuff, and especially with the sexual, uh, you know, implications of that, like that's that's pretty disgusting. Mm-hmm. The are so. You're this just, powerful director. You make a move on a on a female star, she says, "Oh, oh no, thank you," and then you just you make her life a living hell like yeah, that's it's pretty messed up, yeah, which yeah. I'm sure
1: happens more times than we know about in Hollywood, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, and I mean having women come out against uh, Harvey Weinstein and mm-hmm. having men come out against uh oh my God, not <laughs> I almost said John Cusack, not John Cusack, <laughs> uh the guy from uh, House of cards.
1: Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Kevin Spacey.
0: Yeah. um, I believe he was uh, pretty violent and uh, assaulted young men. Yeah, just just powerful people anywhere. Not just Hollywood. Anywhere Mm -hmm. that use their power uh, to dominate people, uh, no matter the gender. is disgusting, has no place in this world, Mm -hmm. and hopefully more people kind of gain the, you know, willpower to stand up to it and say something, you know make this world a better, safer place for everybody. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that's a lot of my... That's uh, Garrett's social justice (laughs) soapbox for the episode, but uh, it's a definite watch it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's cinema Mm -hmm.
0: history. Uh, It's worth watching. You don't need to watch everything from 1960, but, you know...
1: This one, for sure. Yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Next, we're on to Midsommar, and it stars the queen, Florence Pugh. She's the best.
1: She's awesome.
0: I really want... uh, um black widow the movie to come out because she plays black widow's younger sister and i've loved her and everything she's been in yeah she's the best yep uh so uh do you want to read this one i've been i've been reading the synopsis. sure yeah
1: uh a couple travels to sweden um uh, it wasn't really oh yeah anyways a couple travels to sweden to visit a rural hometown's fabled midsummer festival what begins as an idyllic retreat quickly dissolves evolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult which
0: did you have a trouble yeah you know, did you have any issues with that uh synopsis
1: oh no well it says a couple travels to sweden but it was more was than a, just a couple it was a few people wasn't it yeah it was yep, like a group you're of absolutely friends. right
0: yeah yeah uh this is the second film we've watched from ari aster first mm-hmm. one was hereditary and he wrote and directed this one as well i'm almost positive he wrote and directed hereditary yeah no i'm i am positive
1: yeah which i mean all the power to him mean, he does a great job
0: he likes to make movies about gut-wrenching horrible loss oh, yeah. so far i i believe I, these are the two films that i know him for he might be you know i'm sure he's probably working on some other stuff you know let's uh let's actually click on his name here and see um yeah he's he's done some shorts in the past yeah just shorts and then hereditary and Midsomar. and according to imdb nothing up com- nothing else coming up so which you know don't get burnt out man you're making he's obviously making incredible films yeah my so gosh. if he took like you know a decade off it'd be a bummer but if, if, you know, you bring us another Hereditary or midsomar, I'm all for it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he does an amazing job.
0: Yeah, he, he shoots beautiful scenes. It was cool to see Hereditary had a very dollhouse-like feel to it because mm-hmm. that was kind of, it was all contextualized in a dollhouse and that's what the shots were meant to kind of convey. Yeah, uh, And this one, I mean, most of it is out in the open in this beautiful pastoral field mm-hmm. uh lots of color it was just a cool switch a cool uh visual change from hereditary yeah hereditary
1: um, was very dark
0: very dark kind of confined but not cuz right. you know a lot of it took place in the house and um i was At watching and- yeah yeah i was watching a there's a youtube show called dead meat uh, that this guy James A. Janice puts on and uh, he just talks about horror movies, uh, with the framework of of counting the deaths in the film, but he brings a like he does a lot of research on the films, him and his team, I'm sure. And they talked about uh, how the the shots were composed to make the actors look kind of smaller in this house. The house has huge ceilings. This mm-hmm. is an hereditary to make it similar to a dollhouse. So it's it's all most of it's inside. It feels but it doesn't feel claustrophobic no, because these people look so small in this monolithic home. Yeah. And then uh but yeah, this one's just totally out in the open, tons of flowers and beautiful scenery. Oh, and it's then gorgeous. and yeah. then people jump off a cliff. Oh my god. <laughs> it's yeah. uh yeah, and this <laughs> one's this one's like yeah, two and a half hour long film. Yeah. But I've I don't feel like it really drags too much. Maybe the first thirty minutes. But <laughs> So much happens in that first thirty minutes, you oh, know. Oh
1: man, yeah, gut wrenching stuff happens.
0: Yes, yeah, uh, it's just it's very sad, and the something I liked is that all the main characters in Hereditary are pretty likable. Like, pretty you understand they're going through some stuff. Right through through some really traumatic stuff, but I don't think I ever actively rooted against any of them. You just try to understand them and empathize with them because they're Mm -hmm. written so well. This one, Florence Pugh is an angel. Mm -hmm. I would do anything to protect her. (laughs) All the boys can die. (laughs) They're, you know, they're 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 all kind of selfish jerks, and she is going through horrible traumatic circumstances and yeah. she already deals with uh, depression and anxiety and they could they could just care less. They just want to go see some Swedish babes and work on their thes- thesis. These thes- theses? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh so um yeah. Boys are all jerks. Yeah. Yeah. And uh when we were watching it, um there's some scenes later on in the movie where uh uh Florence Pugh's character goes off with the women and works with the women. Mm-hmm. Mostly, she's with the guys up front, but then later on in the movie, they're like, "Oh, why don't you come hang out with the girls?" And I was like, "Oh, finally, girl <laughs> time! Yes, get away from these women
1: empower women. Get away
0: from these dudes. Like they're they're just they're they're written to be loathed. Yeah, and they all do a great job. They do. Yeah, yeah. and it's got Chidi from uh the Good Place. A yes, good, the Good Place. The Good Place. Yeah, yeah, and." Uh, that dude's a beefcake Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. cut yeah buddy he's got a shirt on this whole movie i just remember there's an episode in the good place where he has a shirt off and it's like oh my god cheese stacked he is like yeah yeah uh this one's an it's absolutely a watch it Mm -hmm. just like hereditary multiple views i think it's highly worth seeing a couple of times you know maybe spread it out over a few months yeah. Years even. but uh,
1: Yeah, with it being a longer movie. I mean, even if some of the scenes take a little bit longer, you're not really mad at it. No, because it's gorgeous. It's, and it's the style of the movie, yeah. you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. the so. scenery is gorgeous. The shots are great.
1: Yeah, I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's wonderful. So cool.
0: Yep. And then uh, the movie we watched, so we cheated a little bit because we're naughty. <laughs> uh, we watched Midsomar and The Shining all on the 30th because today's Halloween and we got a bunch of stuff going on today. So this one is definitely our Halloween watch, which mm-hmm. wife you picked it out and I don't think you could have picked a better Halloween horror movie. This one is just iconic. Right. I'm sure it's a uh, number one on a bunch of like best horror movie lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't scare me anymore because I've seen it so many times, but the, the scenes are so shocking that it takes me back to like the first time I saw it and I was like, Oh yeah, that, that just scared scare the crap out of me yeah i'm pretty sure this is a movie that i saw really young because my brother was super into horror movies and uh probably my dad showed us this because my brother was you know asking him to uh it's incredible mm-hmm. uh, so a family heads to an isolated hotel for the winter where a sinister presence influences the father into violence while his psychic son sees horrific forebodings from both past and future uh directed by stanley kubrick Novels written by Stephen King. Stanley Kubrick did the screenplay. Stephen King notoriously hates this movie because Stanley Kubrick deviated from the source material, mm. um, or just you know, Stephen didn't think that it was shot or made the way he wanted it to. Interesting. So after this, Stephen King started directing uh, his own books into films. Mm. Um, but I believe he was on a big like alcohol and cocaine binge or something yeah so like uh Maximum Overdrive I believe he directed that one's not very good mm. well it's like a cult classic because it's so crazy mm. um you know this I mean this one is notorious for a reason it's 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 art it's uh really beautiful incredible shots uh Stanley Kubrick has an eye for cinema of course or did rest in peace uh, um but again a guy that uh it is known that he terrorized Shelley Duvall, um, but he is also known for just asking a lot from his cast. He'll make them do scenes hundreds of times uh, to get it right, and part of that, I believe, is just exhausting them and bringing bringing them to like a point of near mental breakdown, mm-hmm. and that's the shot he's looking for. Oh
1: jeez! And it's
0: like trust your actors, man. Like yeah, uh, you know you don't need to terrorize. Uh, the hell do I know I'm not a am not a director but just like people shouldn't be put through mental boot camp mm-hmm. for for an acting job it's acting it's movies it's not right. you know they're not Navy SEALs mm-hmm. they don't need to go through that so another one where it's like there, there was a scene where uh, Shelly Duvall is running around. She's got a knife in one hand, but her other <laughs> hand is up, so she she looks a little ridiculous. She does, yes. And and you were you were kind of laughing at it, and it's yeah, it's totally funny. But I just kind I, of flailing about. I just keep seeing poor, poor Shelly Duvall just getting emotionally abused on the set, and it's like, but I feel bad for. It. But it is funny, and. There's some scenes where Shelley Duvall's like, maybe not the best actor.
1: Yeah, and I, I think the first time I saw the movie, I don't yeah. remember how old I was, but it, you, I don't know. I was just like, I just don't really care for her as an actress.
0: You know, my dad and my brother feel the same way. Really? Yeah. And after watching this this time, I'm like, she is pretty bad at times. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And who knows? Maybe that was the directing. Mean, maybe. <laughs> yeah yeah Maybe especially
0: was... yeah sorry no go ahead um, i was gonna say especially when uh like she's talking to the uh forest rangers on the radio and it's just basically setting up stuff in the future uh-huh um it's it's not like it's the most thrilling uh, dialogue anyways and she's just talking into a radio mm-hmm. receiver but still like it's just so like she's reading from a page
1: yeah you know? and even when you know she's like swinging the back the bat at jack nicholson's character yeah. um again was was kind of silly for me like if you were genuinely scared of this person like it just seemed very lightly yeah. like get away from
0: me she's choked up high on that bat too her <laughs> yeah. hands are like halfway up the bat she is I guess she, she you know she didn't she, hits man, she didn't play but... double a ball yeah right. she did she got some though yeah but uh you know what in defense of shelly duvall i think that scatman Crothers' phone acting is really bad too when he flies into the uh, airport, yeah, uh, which you know we're both uh, we're both '90s kids, and yep. we totally forgot that DIA wasn't always the airport like in what? in Denver. An airport is he? Yeah, having... Stapleton Airport, I believe. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, so we we're like, oh, I didn't, I had no idea that was an airport. <laughs> but uh, he's talking to a guy on the phone, and I was like, he's just he's reading from a page. So like, mm-hmm. you know, that's got to be nigh impossible to make interesting somebody talking into a phone receiver or a ham radio receiver <laughs> is what it is but jack nicholson goes just absolutely nuts in this film and he's incredible to watch and a ton of fun to watch especially when he's talking to the Martin when the, uh, he's talking to the bartender yeah he's he's obviously i forgot how quickly he starts losing his mind in this movie
1: yeah that was really quick
0: like it does jump to a month in the future from when they first right start taking care of the overlook hotel and mm-hmm. then a month down the road, like he's already losing it.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: you know, Shelley Duvall and, the, and Danny Lloyd, their son, they're they're doing pretty fine, right? So I I think it is it's well, and they talk about uh, you know, the previous uh, uh, caretaker, he chopped up his his wife and two daughters. So I'm sure it it only affects men or
1: I mean, they had uh, mentioned cabin fever. Did yeah. he ever really go outside? I feel like I never really saw him outside until the end of the movie when he was trying to chase down it, Danny.
0: No, but Scatman Carruthers, uh talks about his character, of course, talks about some places shine like people, right? And this place shines, so it's it's not it's not cabin fever. It is mm-hmm. it is a mystical, uh, spiritual, paranormal element that is invading his psyche. Mm. You know, um, but yeah, you're right. I guess Shelley Duvall and Danny do go outside. So he's pro- times at least. yeah. So he's probably not helping himself by, you know, his sleep schedule seems to go nuts. Right, guys, you got to stay on a good sleep schedule. <laughs> you know, you need your eight hours. It's
1: important for your health. It's man. it's
0: vital. Yep. Um. So we're not gonna we're gonna try not to make this one too long since we got uh we're recording in the morning we got stuff going on. So shining if you haven't seen it obviously see it you got to see it it's it's an incredible film. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, directors be good to your actors. Yeah, no yeah, kidding. Fathers, be good to your daughters. <laughs> all that stuff. So next, we are going to do our deep dives. And I believe, wife, you're... Am I up first? You're up I first. I am up first, yep. And I told myself, I'm not going to go long. I tend to go long in my deep dives, but I'm not going to do that. I'm <laughs> not. I'm talking about 2019's darling film, Ready or Not. I love this movie so, so much. Good. It is a movie I will just turn on and have on the background constantly. mm mm-hmm. uh, So... The synopsis, uh, A Bride's Wedding Night takes a sinister turn when her eccentric new in-laws force her to take part in a terrifying game. Stars Samara Weaving, who is my favorite actor right now. She's up there with Pew. Yeah. She's up there with my girl Pew. Like, she's uh, the babysitter movies that are on Netflix, The Babysitter and The Babysitter Killer Queen. Mm -hmm. They're not great movies. They're fine. They're fine. They're a little fun. Mm -hmm. But the first one, Samara Weaving, is, you know, The main antagonist and she's incredible she's so charming um and she fits that kind of young boy you know you imagine the sexy babysitter Mm -hmm. that you just fall in love with i mean she embodies it right incredibly well um and in this she plays this very fun bride who just kind of wants a family and wants to be loved
1: yeah, she's a very likable character. Yeah.
0: and then stuff goes sideways on her, and she doesn't become like this this killer badass. Um, mm-hmm. She's just a woman trying to survive the night. Right. And she's so easy to root for. Um, she, she's just, she's, she's incredible. So let's get into the synopsis. Uh, the movie opens with a couple of kids running through a hallway in a mansion, uh, and uh, the older brother has the younger brother hide in a wardrobe, all of a sudden a man comes up and he's like, Hey, you got to help me. You got to help me. And, uh, the, go- the boy goes, uh, Oh, he's over here. And the man gets shot with a couple of arrows. Um, his, uh, his bride is asking for the people to stop shooting her husband mm-hmm. to no avail. Um, and then we, we are to assume that this man is taken off and killed. Uh, this sets up the, uh, the tradition that's going to happen. Uh, now we cut to 30 years later, and Samara Weaving, um, I'm just going to use actors' names for the Why most not? part. And I'll, I'll designate people like, you know, shitty brother-in-law, <laughs> coked-out sisters, stuff like yeah. that. So uh, Samara Weaving is getting uh, married to her husband. We'll call him husband. Yeah. I don't feel like, I think it's more fun to make up names. Um, and uh, she grew up in foster homes, and she just wants a family real bad. Mm-hmm. But... The guy doesn't like his family. The husband doesn't like his family. Thinks they're shitty people. He's been estranged from them for a while.
1: Mm-hmm. He's basically
0: telling her, like, if you don't want to get married to me, you don't have to. Like, you don't need to be part of this family.
1: Because it's a very rich family. Very rich.
0: Extremely rich. Yeah. We find out that they made their money on board games.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they made a ton of money on board games. This the It's a lavish mansion. Yeah. And uh, uh, bri- the husband's brother comes in, played by Adam Brody uh, from the OC um, oh yeah, yeah, California.
1: Yeah, I don't think that well, I've seen
0: that. Here comes our son. We're gonna have another. We're gonna have another kid break, guys. <laughs> and we're back from the kid break. Our son's doing a great job. He's hanging in there. Mm-hmm. We got him some waffles, um, but we're gonna make this quick. So get to the marriage. Mm-hmm. They're getting married. It's very sweet. Um, Adam Brody is a good brother, but an alcoholic. Uh Uh, We'll call his wife shitty wife. (laughs) Um, And then there's dad and mom. Dad's kind of a jerk, but uh, the mom is nice. Uh, Oh, and there's aunt. There's crazy aunt. She's got a very short haircut. Mm -hmm. And uh, you find out that she was the one that lost her husband in that opening scene.
1: I do love the look that they gave her, though.
0: Yeah, she looks... Insane.
1: Yeah, she does. Yeah, Stone Cold. Kind
0: of like a gargoyle. Not to not to like cash on the actress. Um, she like I'm sure she's never beautiful smiles. and stuff. Just her haircut, her demeanor. Yep. Um,
1: black and white outfits. I think that she wore
0: especially at the wedding. She's just sitting there like staring Blaring. and mean mugging. She looks like a gargoyle. Like kind of yeah. keeping eye over her family. Mm-hmm. She doesn't think this lady belongs. This this bride, Samara weaving. Um, so they get married. They want to consummate. But that can't happen because they've got to play a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a family tradition. Anybody who joins the family has to play a game. Uh, so they go down to uh, the music room, and that's where we meet coked up little sister and her crappy husband. Mm-hmm. Um, her husband's just kind of a just kind of an idiot. Yep. Um, and uh, they all go into this room, and they find out that uh, years ago. The patriarch of the family uh, basically had to deal with the devil. This this guy named uh, Mr. Labale. Yes. And Mr. Labale agreed to fund any project, uh, any uh, financial endeavor, mm-hmm. as long as he could solve labale's box. And he ends up doing that. So gets all this money. They uh, earn this fortune from board games. And, you know, that's what... Uh, that's how they get their money so now whenever somebody joins the family they need to draw a card from labelle's box and play whatever game is listed on that card Mm -hmm. um crappy husband had to play old maid shitty wife played like checkers
1: i think so yeah yeah
0: so uh she's like oh okay this isn't a big deal meanwhile everybody's pretty stone-faced kind of worried um, and she draws a card, and it's hide and seek. Mm-hmm. And of course, everybody's distraught. Well, the husband mostly, the brother, the people we kind of care about, but then everybody else is like, "All right, well, tomorrow, weaving, you hide. We'll try and find you." Mm-hmm. And she talks to the uh, dad of the family, and she's like, "Well, how do I win?" He's like, "Well, you could stay hidden all night." And she laughs that off, like, "No, it's, I'm, not I'm not that. gonna do that." Yeah, um, so she's a little drunk. It seems like maybe a little, or just having a, having a good time, a just time. just being just being sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she goes and hides in a dumbwaiter. Meanwhile, family gets a bunch of weapons, uh, crossbows, guns, you know, all sorts of stuff. And they get ready to go hunter. Meanwhile, they have, uh, Samar Weaving's new husband wait in that room. Cause you know, he's not going to hunt down his bride. Uh, everybody goes to hunter and then, uh, the new husband breaks out so he can try and warn her. And, uh, Samara weaving's hanging out in the dumbwaiter and then uh, husband, new husband finds her, tries to warn her. Uh, They're hiding behind a bed and one of the, there's uh, like three servants. I don't know. Servants is the right term. Model servants. (laughs) Yeah. They're, they're very much models. Uh, And uh, one of them gets shot in the head by young coked up sister. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yeah. And that's how Samara Weaving finds out like, oh, this, you know. This isn't a game game. It's a, uh, they're going to kill me game. They're
1: trying to kill you. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yep. And uh, at that point, new husband cues her in. And he says something really shitty, which kind of tells you about his character. She's like, basically like, why didn't you warn me this was going to happen? He basically says, if I would have warned you, you would have left. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah, obviously. That doesn't excuse you from not telling somebody that if they marry you, they're going to have to be part of a ritual sacrifice selfish. game. Yeah, selfish guy yeah more bad dudes Mm -hmm. uh so she goes on the run uh she finds this big old elephant gun and uh ammunition and she looks at herself in the mirror and she's just like oh shit like um something that was really cool that dead meat show on youtube they did an episode on ready or not i watched before this because they always do great research Mm -hmm. and uh they had like 17 versions of samara weaving's wedding gown because she just keeps getting beat up and she tears Tool off to, like, run better. Mm-hmm. Um, the costume designer described it as, like, a roadmap of what she goes through in this film. So it gets bloodier and dirtier and nastier. Oh, man, yeah, it's it does. It's super cool. Uh So in the interest of keeping this quick, yeah, you know what? Let's just kind of skip through a bunch. Uh She beats up a butler a few times. That's a lot of fun. Uh, her husband gets uh captured and held in a room. Um And they eventually capture the bride after a bunch of fun, scary shenanigans. Mm -hmm. And then the two other hot servant ladies get killed by accident. Right? Yeah. One gets shot again with a crossbow by the young coked up sister. The other one gets crushed in a dumb waiter, which is pretty unrealistic. But what are you going to do? Like it was a, it was kind of a fun set piece. Uh, So they eventually capture Samara Weaving and they're about to do the ritual but then uh, Adam Brody, uh, the OC's Adam Brody, uh, mm-hmm. turns out he poisons his family—not enough to kill him. He says just enough to make him shit funny for a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's about to get her out of there when his his crappy wife, uh, she like she grew up poor. She's not going back to that life, so she's all in on this ritual. Yeah, you can I you can tell it's her first one. I think cause she's, she's
1: like way into it, super
0: gung ho about it, and uh, she holds a gun. You know, up to Samara Weaving, but Adam Brody steps in between and is like, you know, you don't want to do this. Shoots her husband in the neck. Kills Adam Brody. Mm-hmm. You know, R.I.P. O.C. Brody. <laughs> and uh, Samara Weaving gets away, but uh, ends up finding the mom of the family, who was very sweet at the beginning, but she's basically like, I'll do anything to protect my family, so I'm going to yeah. kill you. They have a really good fight. Bride ends up, Samara Weaving ends up beating her head in with LeBelle's box. And her new husband walks in at that point, sees that she killed her mother, mm-hmm. and he says, "Like you're not going to be with me after this, are you?" She doesn't really answer, but her eyes—oh, yeah—her eyes do the talking, she's and she's like, Fuck like you, "Well, man. of course not. No, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah." Um, and uh, so he actually captures her, betrays her, and takes her uh, to another spot for the ritual because they need to kill Samara Weaving before the sun comes up in a ritual sacrifice
1: uh or they die basically right
0: that's yeah that's the implication that it's yeah. Lebales curse they mm-hmm. need to do this or else bad things will happen to the family uh so and, but it's been so long nobody really knows if it's real or not they just kind of do it cuz they're rich and they want to you know make sure that their legacy and their their family is protected all this stuff right right so they're about to stab her she's able to kind of wiggle free and just get stabbed in the shoulder and uh the sun comes up and everybody's panicking they're like oh we're going to die They stop for a minute and they're like, oh, oh, it's fake. We knew it was fake. Nothing's happening. Yeah. But uh, Auntie still has some bloodlust in her. So she's like, no, we got to kill her. Goes and raises an axe. And then the ant explodes. Absolutely explodes. Yeah. Um, On that uh, Dead Meat show, they they showed the effects that they used. They just used this kind of stand that they green screened out and exploded like blood packs and viscera. It is gory. Yes. Uh, So Ant dies first. And then, uh, coked up sister's crappy husband and, uh, Adam Brody's crappy wife, they Mm -hmm. blow up. Um, and then, uh, the young coked up sister runs out of the room because she has two kids, two boys, but they suck. Like, they're, they're super into this. Mm -hmm. They, like, really want to be part of the ritual. And it's kind of like, you know, um, the vicious cycle. These, these rich, elite jerks are going to, yeah, raise other, morally corrupt people Mm -hmm. so they run out of the room and they all explode so you don't see the kids explode you know good choice by the filmmakers uh and then dad explodes and i believe that just leaves husband and the whole time samara weaving's laughing she's laughing she's snorting she's like like it's just relief uh, husband tries to kind of coax her back, like, hey, I'm super sorry, like, oh boy. We can
1: get through this. Yeah, we can yeah. figure this
0: out. And she says, I want a divorce, throws the ring at him and he explodes. Uh-huh. Uh, she just walks out onto the steps. Completely covered
1: in head to toe, by the way. Covered There's no in blood. more white on the head. Covered that dress. in blood,
0: yes. She sits down as EMT and first responders show up. Somebody asks her, like, You okay? And she doesn't answer. She's smoking her cigarette and goes, What? And the guy asks, What happened? And she just says, In laws. Mm-hmm. And the movie ends. Um, I guess initially, the bride, Samara Weaving's character, was supposed to die. Oh, really? But, yeah, but they decided to go with more of a crowd-pleasing ending, which matches the tone of the film. It's a very funny film. Yeah. Very A lot of dark comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's got a really fantastic, consistent tone. Mm-hmm. I guess it gets compared to Your Next a lot. But Your Next is a much more serious film mm-hmm. with more grounded characters. This one's more silly. The character's are more silly as well mm-hmm. um yeah again it's it came out at a, around the same time as knives out and they're both kind of like eat the rich kind of yeah, very films similar in that way yes but you know that one is more of a kind of fun detective film mm-hmm. almost kind of making fun of like uh you know famous detectives or just having fun with it mm-hmm. whereas this one's just a it's a horror comedy you know for sure totally Uh, so loved it. Watch it for sure. Oh, it's the best. It's and Samara Weaving is uh, another angel. She's up there.
1: she has a very haunting scream. Oh,
0: her screams incredible. When I first especially towards the end, I
1: don't know if I love it or hate it. It keeps
0: bouncing back and forth between these two pitches. It's like, ah, I can't do it. It's she's got an incredible
1: scream. She does. Yeah never heard anything like it before yeah. in my life
0: yeah so i of course went too long as i'm wont to do <laughs> now it's your turn honey what are you going to talk about
1: uh rocky horror picture show
0: Oh, uh, are we going to do the time warp again
1: yeah um i act oh man i just i love this movie so so much tim curry does an amazing job as dr frankenfurter
0: he's sexy as hell he really is oh, i mean they yeah, paint
1: him yeah. basically he's from transylvania and he's a transvestite, and so he's a very sexual being, you know, men and women, he doesn't care. And they do a really good job of painting him as that.
0: Yeah, which I believe transvestite is not an accepted term anymore. No. But this film In is. In the film, that's. 70,
1: 1970? Yeah, 75. Uh, Hang on. I see if
0: I remember. I've got the IMDb. 75, up as well 75 yeah. 75 okay yeah so you know it was i believe it was an acceptable term back then so it is what it is
1: yeah but basically a newly engaged couple has uh have a breakdown in an isolated area and must seek shelter at the bizarre residence of dr frankenfurter so yeah they kind of open up the movie with uh this couple they just got out of a wedding and um they're dating she ends up um catching the bouquet oh, right. and he ends up proposing to her after everybody's left and and this cute little ballad between them and what i didn't really notice the first time around is that we had seen the characters from dr frankenfurter's place in the background yeah. like i think dr frankenfurter in no makeup whatsoever He's is the, the like officiant the,
0: yeah priest officiant yeah
1: right and mm. then his two what would you call them Blackies. i guess yeah yeah are standing next to him um which was kind of a, a fun thing to, to see. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so basically they are engaged now. And then it, it cuts to them um, going on a road trip, I think, to see...
0: See some doctor, doctor. maybe? Yeah. yeah.
1: And their car breaks down. And so it's pouring rain. They ends up walking like two miles back because they saw this big mansion. Um, they get to the mansion, and this very kind of freaky scary looking dude he looks like igor yeah yeah igor that's partially bald and long blonde hair
0: we watched uh (laughs) since we watched young frankenstein not too long ago i can't remember is it igor or igor wait they say igor in young frankenstein yeah okay because that's making fun of it because it is igor it is Igor. okay i get now i'm getting it mixed up right (laughs) okay i'm sorry please continue uh
1: no so he answers the door and he's like come in because they want to use the phone to call for help yeah um, and so then they kind of get sucked into, there's like this big annual event going on. Yeah. And so they're like, well, you know, they go into another song ballad, um, that introduces them to the event and they're kind of freaked out because they see a bunch of like, quote unquote weirdos in this, you know, event and they're dancing and singing. Mm-hmm. Um, the time warp comes on and it's you just had jump
0: to the left. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: And you, I love that. Um, you're like what is the time warp and why do they need to do it again they
0: never warp through time in this movie they really don't They're, it's it's just a matter of like whatever i'll let you go through but yeah, so, uh, yeah. time prov- time travel has nothing to do with it it's it's a it's not even a nitpick i'm not being serious it's a ton of fun this movie is the definition of camp so i understand yeah. you're not supposed to take it like you know too literal exactly or, yeah yeah
1: it's just so fun. And yeah, musically, I love all the songs. I mean, I could sing and just dance to these songs they all day are long.
0: They're super catchy.
1: So catchy. Incredibly catchy. Apparently, the time warp wasn't yeah. in the original play. Oh, really? They it, uh, The screenplay lasted 40 minutes and they needed um, some more time. So gotta they got to fill it that. out to
0: make it a feature length film. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so then they added that song, what which is like the, hell the most song recognizable yeah. song ever. I,
0: personally, I'm a fan of uh, Sweet Transvestite. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's the name of the song, but it's Tim Curry's opening number, which comes <gasps> up next. And holy smokes, he shows up on screen.
1: Justice, man. And you're
0: just like, oh, oh, okay. This is his movie then.
1: He did just such a great job in that.
0: His character. movements, he owns the, the the lingerie he's in. Like he just immediately
1: Sexy Man.
0: Blows you away. It's yeah. like Jesus, that's the most like it's it's very much like Bowie and Prince in that mm-hmm. it is a You know, it's it's not a macho kind of sexuality. It is, it's just pure sexuality.
1: Yeah, hundred percent.
0: It's it's and the confidence, of course, has to come with it. And you're Mm -hmm. like it, like masculine, feminine doesn't matter. It's just he He is the embodiment of like of of sex appeal. Yeah, it's crazy. Which
1: I guess you know these people, quote unquote, people, aliens, whatever, are from aliens. Uh, the planet trans. Transylvania, Transylvania is a planet right
0: yeah in like the transsexual galaxy galaxy or something yeah so like something
1: everybody like wears like the stockings and yep. like lingerie yep. and acts the way that he does yeah. um but an actually interesting fact too Bowie's makeup artist is who did his makeup in the movie it shows right yeah. yep I guess only to a certain point and then I think Tim Curry learned how to do it and started doing it himself because oh. the makeup artist took like four hours to do his makeup oh. He's like, I could just- Tim Curry you know, got time for that? No. No. <laughs>
0: he's going to make it in like 10, 10 to 12 years.
1: I know. It's interesting too. Um, the guy who plays Riff Raff- Yeah. Uh, wrote the movie. Did he really? Yeah.
0: He's incredible. His voice is insane.
1: He, he's the opening uh, voice when the lips come on. Oh, so is the, he really? The lips are of Magenta's, uh the actress who plays Magenta, so oh, his sister. Yep. yep. Um, and but then, it's his yeah, voice. It's his voice. So cool. Yeah.
0: What's the uh, What's the girl with the high pitch voice?
1: Oh, what is her name? Sounds like name,
0: Trixie or something, is it?
1: Nell, Nell, little Nell, I think is what they call.
0: I thought that was her actual name. Not her. I don't know. Oh, Columbia. Columbia. Her name's Columbia. Yep. Oh, I love her voice, especially in Time Warp.
1: Oh yeah. It's just a, a nice. Job.
0: It's a nice change because it's 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 very Harley Quinn from Batman the animated series. 100 oh, yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's a ton of fun yeah yeah, but
1: um so yeah, they they're kind of like sucked into this event and they're kind of freaked out. Um, and then they end up like stripping them down to their underwear because they're like drenched a lot of time
0: in their undies. <laughs> a yeah. lot of
1: time in their undies. Um, you know, and and I think later on they like I said, I'm just gonna kind of skip through a bunch yeah, of stuff because yeah. it's just it's a bunch of just random things that happen. So like Dr. Frankenfurter kind of has like a uh, Dr. Frankenstein moment to yeah. where he makes this like beautiful being. Which yeah. is Rocky.
0: Rocky, the Rocky Horror? Yeah, right. The titular Rocky Horror, I suppose.
1: So I think everyone's there to like see his creation. Yeah. So he does this big musical number, brings Rocky alive. He's and an he's Adonis,
0: like, like yeah.
1: I mean, he looked like what was it, Gold members, like uh, from Austin Powers, gold member, like in the little gold.
0: Oh yeah, just just like underpants. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, nothing, n- nothing against Mike Myers, but just just like a, a built like a brick shit house. Oh yeah, he looks like an Olympian, like. Uh, athlete, maybe pole vaulter or something. He's mm-hmm. yeah,
1: and he, he looks very German. I mean, very blonde hair, big no, dude.
0: I guess he does look pretty German. Doesn't yeah. sound German. No, not what no. I remember.
1: Yeah, um, but yeah, so it kind of brings him to life, and everyone's you know super excited for it. Yeah. And then later on in the evening, I think they have um, uh, what is his name that came to meatloaf. Meatloaf came. Yeah. And I guess with his part, the the director really wanted Elvis to come in and play that part, Oh. which I think would have been amazing because yeah, yeah. it's like very Loaf. much like a rock and roll. Yeah. But yeah, I guess he declined, and Meatloaf came in. Or was dead? No, I think he declined. Seventy-five. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, know, what, I don't know when Elvis yet. died. I don't know. Okay, anyway, fair
0: enough. <laughs> I I think I think Meatloaf was incredible. He and, did a great job. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to speak ill of dead Elvis. So.
1: Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he has a musical number and he's kind of like the love interest of Columbia. Yeah. You know, she's super excited to see him. And then Dr. Frankenfurter kind of gets really jealous because he's getting like all the attention. Yeah. And so he ends up like coming after him with an ax and just kills him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Although it looked like he might've already been dead. Like he was a zombie or something.
1: He looked cut up, but I don't.
0: Cause I think he was a, he, he was an earlier ice? project. So where Rocky horror is the new, like. Uh, uh, bringing the dead back to life. I think this guy was his earlier project. Maybe,
1: maybe, maybe. I, guess I s- didn't he come out of the ice box?
0: He did. I think he was keeping okay. him in there to preserve him. So I think he might have already been dead. But All still, right. that makes d- sense. He made- officially killed him. Yes, then. yes. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, and so Columbia is just like distraught. She yeah. can't believe what she just saw. It's sad. Very sad. Yeah. You know. Um, and then of course later on, I think they, um, do they have dinner first
0: no i think they go to bed first
1: they go to bed first they put um janet is the uh, susan sarandon's she's the the opening couple yeah and then um brad is brad, her that's fiance. Right. brad sorry that's um so they, they put them in separate rooms yeah. basically like take them to bed and yeah. um it kind of opens with uh susan sarandon janet yeah. is laying there and then it looks like brad's coming in and she's like brad i can't believe it you know yeah. like makes this big dramatic thing um and he goes to lay on top of her and she's a virgin so she's yeah. like i don't think that we, could, we should do this yet yeah. and you know kind of talks her into it and they start to you know fondle yeah and then she takes off <laughs> uh the heavy, wig comes heavy off petting. heavy petting having yeah. petting the wig comes off and it's dr frankenfurter and she's, you know, freaking out. Yeah. And, I can't do this, you yeah. know. And he's like, yes, you can. Yeah. You know.
0: Frankenfur is sexy. So she...
1: Ends up... I think they end up sleeping together. Yeah. And then uh, he does the same thing to Brad. He comes Same in, exact scene. Same, same dialogue, scene. which is... Hilarious. Yeah, which
0: is fantastic. So good. Yep.
1: And, uh, yeah, so he ends up sleeping with both of them. Yep. And so I think there's oh gosh again like this movie i feel like i should have written down like
0: but uh rocky ends up breaking out he does yeah because Raff is is being a real uh igor yeah and uh is kind of torturing him with fire and then he runs away Mm -hmm. and so yeah um uh
1: janet yeah
0: janet goes out of bed and finds him
1: yeah and he's like scared and hiding and she's like it's okay looks like you're hurt let me you know mend Mm -hmm. your hand or whatever um, and then she ends up like, like her sexuality has been opened. Mm-hmm. And so she does this whole song and dance with touch me, touch me, touch me, touch mm-hmm. me. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was a really fun one. That, that was, was fun. Yeah. Susan, yeah.
0: Susan Sarandon.
1: She killed it. The
0: best in this movie. She's, she's so fun. Uh huh. Uh, very dramatic. Like, yeah, it's funny. She goes from like total pearl clutching, pat fainting all the time. Cause uh-huh. it's so sexy to just really being horned up and she mm-hmm. she plays both those ends of the spectrum so so well yeah yeah, yeah.
1: and uh yeah so she, she i think she's trying to you know have sex with rocky she, she does. does does she I, end up yeah i believe Augustine they end did up
0: kind of yeah they end up having sex yeah
1: yeah um and i think there's like a, a another doctor that comes to dr place. the doctor place. they
0: were gonna go see yeah. And, and, and it turns out this doctor has been trying to expose Dr. Frankenfurter as an alien or something like that. Yeah. He's like this older German dude in a wheelchair.
1: hmm Yeah. Um, so that was really interesting. So, yeah. he, you know, Dr. Frankenfurter brings him in and yeah. invites him in for dinner. And uh, so they're all sitting down at dinner. And um, <laughs> just the way that Riffraff and Magenta, they are brother and sister from Transylvania. Right. Um, like – feed everybody and, you know, dump the, the oh, yeah. meat on their plates as they're serving them up. Was um, hilarious. But yeah. anyways, uh, yeah, so he, you know, the the doctor's trying to expose Dr. Frankenfurter. Yeah. And uh, at the end of, of dinner, um, Dr. Frankenfurter, like, gets upset for some reason. Yeah. And he pulls the, um, like, the tablecloth and all the food off the table and yeah. reveals um uh what's his name again what meatloaf meatloaf's character yeah um
0: i call him meatloaf
1: like basically like cut open and dead you know in the table it looks like they you know are basically sitting there eating on a glass casket yeah yeah um and everybody like jumps and freaks out. Yeah,
0: because that was the doctor's like nephew or something. Yeah, that's that's also why he was trying to expose him is because he's
1: trying to find. Yeah, them or meatloaf something. got
0: caught up with Frankenfurter and then went missing, and he's trying to find out what happened to his nephew. I believe. I think so. Like, honestly, guys, story doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a ton of fun, campy musical numbers, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, the amazing characters. Um, but is this the point where he, he freezes everybody, like turns them into stone? I think so. Stone, like Grecian statues.
1: Yeah, freezes everybody because he gets upset yeah. and then unfreezes everyone because he's kind of putting on like this big old musical play yeah. to nobody in the audience.
0: <laughs> You're right, right. <laughs>
1: um, and again, it's it's super fun. In the meantime, mm. like the brother and sister Riff Raff and Magenta are getting upset because they want to go home. Right. And so Dr. Frankenfurter is like, I will know when the time is right to go home. Yeah. And they've had enough yep. and they come out in their full Transylvania garb.
0: Yeah. A lot of fun.
1: A lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, basically say like, we're leaving and you know, we're, I think basically said like, we're, you're done. We're going to kill you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Instead of bringing him home with them, he, they're just like, no, we're just going to kill you because we're sick of you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Sadly they, they shoot him and shoot
0: him, shoot Rocky. Oh, yep. They do, they, do shoot Rocky. Did they in that? kill anybody else?
1: I don't think so. I think no. they let everybody else go. Him you, know, and like, you guys have yeah. like, you know, five seconds. Get out of here. Yeah. You're gonna take that's, off. that's right. That's right. It's yeah. in the whole house. Just like, it's like the alien ship and takes right. off, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, super fun, fun, fun movie. Definitely yeah. Watch
0: it again. Like I, I got done and i I think especially with us watching like some Ari Aster films and, and films that are a lot of metaphor and, you know, uh, there's a lot to look into. This movie very well may have some metaphors that totally flew over my head. Yeah. I, th- I think like the opening number kind of makes fun of hereditary monogamy or just like just the idea of like man and woman, you know, fall in love, get married, have kids like that's so boring. Come, mm-hmm. And then they go hang out with Frankenfurter and they just open up this whole world of sexual indulgence. and uh, Yeah. And they kind of turn them w- turn them from squares to like, mm-hmm. you know people that are there i don't know like freaking out the squares is what i kept thinking of the whole time like these these cool weird people that just um our dog was dancing in his dreams sorry i got distracted (laughs) uh anyways yeah uh incredibly fun Mm
1: -hmm.
0: amazing songs yeah crazy performances um uh, at some point, I'll probably watch the the remake they did on NBC or CBS or whatever.
1: You would not be disappointed. <sighs> I think Laverne I, uh, Cox does a great job as Doctor. Uh, yeah, Fry. and
0: nothing against the people that uh, do it. I, I've I've seen part of it, like the intro, mm-hmm. um, but they they frame it as people watching the movie in a theater, and they kind of show like. You know when people would go to the midnight cinema, dressed up as the characters, and throw popcorn at the screen and have squirt guns and stuff. Yeah, like I don't think that I don't know. I, I the original was so good. But I'm not. Think that I'm would not like sure. A fun twist on it. Okay. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> sorry. That sounded incredibly dismissive. Okay. okay fine. <laughs> whatever. Like, whatever.
1: We'll <laughs> argue about does this not later.
0: Matter. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Moving All right. on. All. I will give it a shot, and uh, I I just feel like the original was so fun and mm-hmm. incredible and tim curry is a is an icon right um but yeah I, i'll well have to, i'll have to give it a shot because your, your opinion matters is valid <laughs> and i appreciate you for sharing it
1: see how he's backpedaling oh my no? god
0: it's too early for us to fight like this we got the rest of the day to be and mad at each know. other. <laughs> <laughs> so next uh so we are done everybody Give yourself a round of applause. If you Woo! tried to watch horror movies in October, um, we're excited. But uh, we kind of talked about in the previous episode, we're not going to watch a, a movie every day.
1: It's just not feasible. Um,
0: yeah. We, we got other stuff we want to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, ride bikes. Oh, why, why did I say that? We never <laughs> ride our bikes. I don't know. There's other stuff we want to do. Okay. Get off my back. Uh, so instead, we're going to pick a topic for the week. Mm-hmm. But... Uh I should have said this first. Uh every month there's gonna be a new genre, framework. Theme theme. Yeah. Uh so you pick the theme for November, which is
1: Dysfunctional Family. Dysfunctional
0: Family. Because but why not? It's Thanksgiving,
1: great. you know, all of an inspired
0: choice by you. Right. That yeah, that's right. <laughs> now I'm trying to kiss your ass. Uh yeah, no, it's brilliant. So we've picked assignments for each other. Yeah. That we're going to research this week and talk mm-hmm. about next week. Do you want to tell me yours or do you want me to tell you?
1: I kind of want to tell you mine.
0: Okay, go ahead.
1: And I don't I don't we, think you'll probably be very excited about it. Okay, we, I, we don't know
0: what we're going to do, so.
1: Yeah, we're, we're surprising each other. Um, so this is something that I watched growing up. Yep. And I don't think, I don't know if you've watched it, but okay. I want you to just watch a few episodes and tell me what you think.
0: I'm drinking from a coffee cup so I can do a spit take. <laughs>
1: Uh, your theme or your topic is, uh, married with children.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> couple episodes. Did you yeah. ever watch that growing up uh, at
0: all? You know, it was one that my parents didn't want us to watch. For good Didn't reason. allow. Yeah. Didn't allow <laughs> us to watch, but, uh, you know, we'd sneak it in every once in a while. Same thing with the Simpsons. Yeah. We, we weren't supposed to watch the Simpsons. And then mm-hmm. as I got older, I watched a ton of the Simpsons. I've watched a bit of Married with Children. Yeah. Um, I remember we used to watch... Never mind. That might be a future pick. Um, Okay. So, yeah. I
1: I would watch it all the time. That's
0: a nice broad category for me. Yeah. Married with Children. I'm going to have to start looking into it. Maybe see if I can find a list of like the best episodes or... Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Married with Children. That's exciting. Yep. All right. Awesome. (laughs) So, my topic for you... Mm-hmm. is a little more specific. Okay. And I think you're going to enjoy it. All right. I, well, yeah, I'm pretty positive you're going to enjoy it. I, To be honest, like, I didn't want to throw you in the deep end the first week. Mm-hmm. I wanted you to kind of get it into something you enjoy. So I want you to watch every episode of Friends that have the entire Geller family.
1: That have the entire Geller family. Yeah. In them. In that episode. Yeah.
0: Ross... Monica?
1: Yep.
0: And their parents. The parents. Yeah. So okay. I I guess I don't know if Ross and Monica are the only two kids of that family, right? Yes. Okay. And I don't care about aunts or uncles or anything. It's Ross and Monica and their parents. All right. I want you to watch every episode and educate me on that dynamic.
1: Okay. Yeah. I could do that. Okay. You went real nice for me. <laughs> want-
0: <laughs> you gave me an entire series that ran what, like 11 seasons. No, I said
1: a few episodes. I know. I know.
0: I'm being I'm being a <laughs> A dramatic as many 80. episodes
1: as you can stand.
0: Okay. Yeah, that'll be interesting.
1: Because I feel like, thinking back on it, I haven't watched it in a long time, so I'd want to see how it ages. Probably not very well. Probably
0: not super great. But I do love, oh, the the main female lead. Um, oh, yeah.
1: What is her name? I can't oh remember her
0: name, but of course, she was uh, uh Leela in Futurama. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was really good in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I didn't watch was. a ton of that, but... From what I saw her, her in it, she was incredible. So I'm excited to see more of her stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, young Christina Applegate is going to be fun. Whatever. Who needs to break this down? Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I'm a little stressed out, but not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, of course, these these topics going forward, they're not going to be just TV or movies. Right. We might recommend uh, short books, comics, mm-hmm. music, uh You know, YouTube web series, uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, Just broadly, any sort of media, typically pop culture stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we'll start to look into it. Uh, If you guys have any recommendations for how we can tackle our topics, uh, if you want to try to do it with us, we can try and communicate how we're going to tackle these. Um, Email us. Let us know. Give us pointers. Or, you know, if you do it yourself, let us know what you think. You can reach us at lifewellspent at yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. No exclamation point, just lifewellspent at com. And October was a ton of fun. We started the podcast, so it feels good to mm-hmm. close out the first month of the podcast and the first, you know, series that we've done. Uh, I'm really looking forward to November. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, I might try and cram in a couple episodes a day or something just to start getting a feel
1: mm-hmm.
0: for... Uh, like I said, as much as you can stand. Okay, we'll see how much I can stand. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to call it then. Mm-hmm. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Please and rate us, review oh, us, yeah. subscribe
1: if you want.
0: Yeah, if, uh, yeah, if you wouldn't mind, um, that would be fantastic. Just any sort of feedback we can get. Uh, ideally positive you know we're we're sensitive people and we're doing this for fun so don't be too mean uh, but uh, yeah any feedback would be fantastic uh, we kind of see you know how many people listen a week stuff like that is cool but uh, you know yeah email us rate us review us mm-hmm. that would that would mean the world to us to know we're not just kind of you know tossing this podcast out into the void that there's people listening so all right Thank you guys so much again. Have I'm repeating myself. I'm tired. Yeah, have a fantastic Halloween. Fantastic, safe Halloween. Uh, my wife's probably gonna go play some Beat Saber. I've got to get ready for some work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, we love you guys. We'll see you next week.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Bye.